How's it going? Hi. Um, pretty good. How's you? Good, man. It's, I've, I've, we've had a crazy day here. I'm just. Uh, it's always about you. Straight Jesus into Christ. it. Okay. Okay. You what's, are. What's so? What's so crazy about old Michaeltown? No, let's 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 start with you, and then let's we'll go to how miserable I am. Okay. Well, I went to go to the supermarket, and you know it's a bit rough here at the moment. You probably won't get it, but we have to wear masks and shit when you go out. So you're going out to supermarket, put it on. It's a bit inconvenient. Get there, and I'm looking for some of those compostable like cornstarch bags. You know how these days you don't need to have a plastic bin bag. You can just have these cornstarch ones, which decompose. It's like better for the environment. So I'm a big advocate for it. And we were getting a bit low on our um, on our end. Um, you know, probably only had one or two bags left. Um, and I headed out to the store, lined up for a while. Um, go in. There's a big run on everything, of course, level two. Um, and there's only the small... The small cornstarch bin bags or the large bags, but not the medium. It just. I just still don't know what a cornstarch bag is. It just threw me off. You know, it threw off my whole day. Is it made out of cornstarch? It's made out of corn. So it biodegrades, not plastic. Yeah, it feels so like bio- plastic. Biodegradable. Is it for compost? It's for compost, but I just use it for regular bin waste because, again, it's like not a plastic bag, not throwing it in the mix. Okay. So I've only got enough bags to last me through probably, I don't know, mid-October. But it really, I don't know, kind of ruined my day. Yeah, and now you're ruining mine and probably the listener as well. That's probably the most boring start, uh, I think, in recent memory that we've ever had to this podcast i mean i feel for you but n- not really not in a real sense are you saying you're you, you've got saying your day's been worse than that look my day are we on to me now <laughs> <laughs> was that the segue <laughs> yeah we we can we can jump into you mike my day wasn't particularly bad. However, it's been, you know, it's been like, it's felt like the en- end of the world. I know that gets, that's probably not the right word because that, that gets thrown around a lot. But there's a lot happening in Melbourne right now. And it's all a little bit terrifying. And it started off, so we've got, we've been having these protests at the moment. I don't know. Have you heard about these? I have heard about these. So the government um, introduced mandatory vaccines for construction for the construction industry. Then um, there was a, then they had on last week, they had kind of like a, a, a weird little protest where they, they had their, they had their lunch, they had their smoko break out. They brought tram, they brought a, deck chairs out and tables and had them in front of trams so they stopped trams and had it there as a protest to say fuck you we'll have our we'll have our breaks wherever we want or something i don't know and then on uh, on monday they said that they were the construction industry had to go on pause for two weeks so it was, they were shutting it down for two weeks 
after they had made the vac- the vaccinate so they gave them like a week or so to get the vaccine and yeah and then today and then the last two days we've just seen protests out in the streets and they've been pretty horrific and today was just terrible and they um groups of you know there's probably multiple thousands of them picking up speed over the course of the day from the city marching through the city um gangs of gangs groups of men predominantly um and arguably infiltrated by some alt alt right you know extremists and they they marched to the shrine of remembrance in Victoria, and then they um, they basically had a standoff there with police for hours, which ended in them getting um, dispersed by rubber bullets or whatever. And I was watching this whole thing, uh, you know, while I'm working from home. I'm I've I had a Twitch stream going from someone from inside the protest, and um, anyway, I've been watching this all day, and it just. By about 5 p.m., when it all kind of came to a head, it just really, I don't know, just because just I was watching this thing nonstop, it just, like, got to me big time. And, and it, like, almost, I almost had, like, another fucking anxiety attack. Jeez. You know, just, uh, just a couple of hours ago, because apparently that's my thing now. So, uh, yeah, you know, I had to, had to pop a Valium and, you know, a glass of white wine. And put on some smooth jazz to calm down, which worked pretty well. But um, and then we had a fucking earthquake this morning, which <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you've, you've missed something as well. Well, that that just that was that just capped it all off because this is coming from yesterday. Then we had, wake up. There's a genuine earthquake, and I don't know if anyone magnitude six from, yeah from Christchurch knows anything about earthquakes, but let me tell you. It can be pretty terrifying, guys. It well, particularly, you know, like, there's a certain degree here of, like, people expect it, know vaguely what it feels like, don't like it, definitely don't like it, but do know that it happened. Melbourne is not an earthquake city. Melbourne doesn't get Mm-mm. them <laughs> just, like, any old time. So to then yeah. out of nowhere have a, oh, fuck, level six, I'm sure, felt pretty intense. Well, I was out getting a coffee at the time that it happened, and as I was walking past i was walking past an an apartment building and i noticed that there was like a violent shaking of the door i didn't feel anything in my feet but i did notice that the there was like a violent shaking of this slight glass sliding door that went into an apartment and i thought oh that's weird but like i just i didn't chalk it down to a to an earthquake and then as i walked towards my house emma is standing out the front of our house and she's like almost in tears, and I'm like, "What are you, what are you doing?" She's like, "Get in here," and uh, she's like, "We just had an earthquake," and I was like, "No, we didn't, you fucking idiot." <laughs> and uh, no, I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, anyway, that I'm I might be a little bit on the card bounced. That was the other thing that happened today at the supermarket when I was trying to buy the shop. <laughs> These cornstarch bags, my card bounced. So I had to do that Why? awkward thing where you're standing at the thing just because you didn't have the right money in the account. And you're just like, oh, I've got to, sorry, do I've got to top this around, up. 
do you move your money around like from savings so yeah. you don't spend it? Yeah, But exactly. then you do end up doing it. I Correct. Yeah. So I just like, I had the money. It was just in the wrong place. So I went to tap and it does the decline. And then you're like, oh, I can't afford, sorry, I can't afford this. And you're like, look, is this at like, a... You don't go to self-serve because I go to self-serves just for that reason. No, no. And also, I don't want to see, I don't want the self, I don't want the checkout person to see what I'm buying. Yeah. When you buy alcohol at 10 in the morning, you have to go through the the main line anyway. So, uh, yeah, they'll check your ideas. Alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol, sparklers and (laughs) condoms. They they make sure that they they check you as you go through. So, yeah, pretty, pretty tough day. We've both end. had a tough. We've both had a pretty tough well, day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> that reminded me of something when you said that when uh, when I was living in Adelaide, um, I probably shouldn't be selling this. Whatever, I lived next door to the guy who worked at the service station opposite Wallace Cinemas, that shell, round the corner or directly opposite, like. Diagonal oh shit, pups. there's police outside my house. Oh shit, I can see the lights. There's actually police. Like right at your doorstep or cars? I can see the lights, the bl- yeah. The, the blind's down. I have no idea. The blind's down. I just saw it go. Anyway, um, it's all happening here, guys. Um, yeah, the guy that I lived right next door to when I was living with my folks worked at the service station opposite the cinema where I worked with Nick. And this is at the, um, this is when I was starting to, my sexual life was beginning. Um, and I would go into that service station and I would buy, that's where I would buy condoms. Uh-huh. And I would always pray that it wasn't that guy, <laughs> the guy that lived next door, because <laughs> he would always this. engage. He'd be one of those guys that would engage with you <laughs> all the time. Like when you were, when he saw you outside the house. And then one time I had to get condoms. It was an emergency. I'm sure you know what I mean, Nick. Had to get condoms. And then I got a, I got a four-pack four pack of Red Bull as well for some reason. And I just remember him saying, I was like, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. And he goes, big night ahead. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. It's a... Uh, it's a- Oh, it's a Wednesday. I was about to say it's a Tuesday. It's not. It's a Wednesday. So, that's interesting. Uh, This is a podcast in which we talk about the world, we talk about ourselves, and we talk about you, Brendan. I don't know. Let's try it again. Uh, Sitting through the internet with me this week, Michael. Hello. And I'm Nick. Sorry, can you just not speak up? Um, and this is the podcast beginning now. I actually wanted to get that out of the way so we can circle back to the start because I'm very interested in the Melbourne situation and the mm-hmm. whole rising tensions and in that sort of thing. So as an outside observer, this sort of caught me off guard when I saw some of the vision that came through of, of you know, these swarms of police cars. And um, my sister Georgie, she said that she'd seen a whole parade yeah. of cars streaming through and and it was all a bit odd and mm. they she'd been walking her dog and it happened yeah, she's to be a bit closer to the yeah. action isn't she yeah so she'd been walking her dog and happened to be just near where one of the protests was and then the police oh, wow. were there and they came over and they were like asking for her id and asking her what she was doing in the park and all this kind of stuff because oh. she was walking her dog 
so like oh, shit. yeah it, it, it's all going on but it sort of caught me off guard so i'm wondering if you feel i'm wondering what you think the reason is that this has happened now do you think it's explicitly because of the construction worker thing or do you think this is like the lockdown six plus the delta wave exhaustion sort of stuff do you think it's been brewing well, for a while it's, it's definitely been brewing for a while but the funny thing is so the these construction guys have been working throughout so we're they're one of the few industries that have had jobs throughout the entire pandemic and they are also responsible for it's i'm going to be a bit off here but they for the numbers that we're seeing recently they're responsible for I think about a quarter of the new cases that are emerging. So they're actually they're actually spreading this thing. And uh, as, that's a result of as we talked about I think last week we we alluded to you know the const- the lack of compliance around uh, people who are working in the construction industry. Uh, but also the fact that they're moving around, they can move outside they can move outside of their 5k borders and that for, sort of stuff. for jobs. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is a bit of pent up aggression, but this is also a male dominated industry and I'm not really one to, you know, I don't like to generalize, um, general, I think, I think generalizing, especially when it comes to men, I, I get a little bit like, I think people are a little bit trigger happy with that sort of thing. But with this, I think it's undeniable. And a lot of these guys are um, idiots. I, I would mo- mostly idiots. They're they're as we spoke about last week or the week before. They are their compliance is um, one of the lowest in the state or in the country. I looked at a graph today that said that people in the construction industry have the lowest, the, the highest hesitancy uh, with regards to the vaccine. Wow. So it's just this perfect storm of hot male energy. I didn't I shouldn't have said hot there. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> have they um, recorded any hot videos? Hot blooded. <laughs> They've got plenty of videos, Nick, if you want to scale <laughs> Channel 9's Twitter. Um, hot blooded males um yeah, I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but like probably poorly educated. Um, they, they, yeah, it, 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 it's just a, per, it's a perfect storm at the moment, and it's, and it's brewed out. And now that they've been, now they've been told that they can't work, and they already hate Dan Andrews for the lockdown. Now but they've been they, told they weren't they able to. Isn't that so weird? Like they were given an exception for all this time. Why do they hate the lockdowns yeah. if they were the one industry that got to continue? Well, they can't go out to the pub spending all their construction money on right. bags and fucking beers. Right. So it's it's not so much like you're forcing me to be home because they weren't. It's you've taken away the other stuff I like to do, even though I'm in a better position than 98% of the rest of the state. Exactly. It Ugh. it doesn't make any sense. It's completely selfish. It is completely selfish behavior. And they are garnering, garnering no sympathy. 
yeah uh, as far as i can tell from i mean it's it is hard to tell actually because because when the people i speak to i mean there's there's zero sympathy whatsoever everyone thinks these guys are absolute assholes but then when you go on on the news posts about these things there is quite a lot of sympathy in the comments from people that uh, you know appear to not be uh, directly involved in the construction industry but they because they share the um the opposition to the lockdown that yeah. they are getting they're like go get them boys like you're, you're standing up for for your rights it's like this whole this whole freedom thing i mean they, they call themselves freedom fighters which i find hilarious Jesus. because that's that's like isn't that what the taliban call themselves <laughs> yeah. like they sound like actual terrorists i mean there has to be a greater than than there's got to be a strong correlation between Facebook commenter and like shithead, um, you know, asshole. Like th- 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 those are closely meshed. <laughs> so perhaps it's still not very representative of the general sentiment. But you have to think if you're going out there and you're blocking trams and shit, like aren't the people that are still out and about using trams most likely to be essential workers who are stocking the shelves, going to hospitals and this kind of stuff? Like... Who exactly. is meant to be feeling sympathetic for that? Like you're literally fucking with the 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 core group of people who are keeping society running. Like that's such exactly. a strange defiance. Like go out and block Parliament if you're shitty at the government. You know, camp on their steps. It's just well, bizarre. yeah. I mean they they did go there to they did go there initially today, but they the police were ready for it. And by the way, they are planning to protest. They're chanting every day which yeah. I think is meaning we're going to do this every day. I mean, <laughs> okay, do it every day, but soon enough your two weeks will be over. <laughs> yeah. and I, who knows what they're going to do now, but the government is a very tricky position because they don't want to, they don't want to surrender to these guys, but I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck they're meant to do. Like, do they, do they try and negotiate? I don't know if these people aren't ready for negotiation. They don't want negotiation. They want their demand met yeah. or else. Yeah. And it's not going to be like, well, we'll get one jab, but we're not getting a second. You know, they're not going to meet halfway on this. So, yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of, um, I mean, there's a couple of interesting things that I've noticed watching this thing. A few things that have occurred to me. One is that they, some of them are chanting, uh, I'm pro-choice. Okay. So they've adopted the abortion pro-choice and adopted it for their own, my body, my choice, which, I mean, I wouldn't mind picking that apart with you. Like, is that, I mean, if we're telling people pro-choice with regards to abortion. I mean, that's what we talked about last week, right? Did we? <clears throat> yeah, I brought that up as as a, a comparison last week. Like, if if we are pro-choice liberal, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that stops me from going a hundred percent to you need to get a a vaccine. However, I was talking about it this week actually with my sister, coincidentally, and she uh, pointed out that from her perspective, um, she was unsympathetic to that view. She she thought okay. that the abortion comparison was actually um, not a good match because, or not a good um, uh, analogy, because the effects of an abortion are on one person, and the effects of a vaccine are on an entire society. 
and that sure. the the impact from one is vastly different than the impact to another, particularly when you're in a state like this where there's like crazy anxieties plaguing as you know the entire eastern coast where you've been people locked up in in their houses for months and you've got you know economic effects you know which i that's been the uh catchphrase of of the conservative oh just get it over with let it all in movement for a while now but you know there has obviously been some impacts here and i think her her point was well it's just it's affecting too many other people for your decision to not get the vaccine. Um, and I, I think mm. she was very much like, nah, fuck it. That's not, let, let's not fuck around. Make people get it. I think that's a very fair point. Um, unless you count the baby that you're killing as another person. Sure. Um, but Even no, I so. think that's a fair point. Like the, the, the consequences of your decision not to put something in your body are affecting uh, an exponential amount of people, hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. not even like literally. It could be an exponential, <laughs> an exponential um, viral spread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing that occurred to me was that okay, so today we had today, admittedly, the pe- the protests were largely peaceful. They were yobbos uh, storming through the streets. But yesterday there was a little bit more um, throwing things at reporters. Uh, I'm not sure if there was too much damage done. I'm not sure about that. But today it was mostly peaceful and the police were aware of it. The thing that occurred to me as well that was that we had Black Lives Matter protests last year and media support and societal support was largely for that. And yet today we're seeing the same people who were for that, at least I am on my social channels, seeing people who are supportive of Black Lives Matter protesting that saying that you should be you should be able to protest. And I, I got myself into trouble with the Facebook post last year saying that if it's it doesn't matter what your cause is, if we're in the middle of a pandemic, you don't protest. Outside of that, you protest for whatever cause you like, but in a pandemic you shouldn't you shouldn't be protesting. And people took offense to that because they thought, you know, this is this is a life and death situation. They made their case that this was this was outside of those grounds, and and then I was getting people arguing that out there was there's no there's no evidence of outdoor transmission, which at least now appears to still be true. But those same people are arguing that these protests uh, protesters are idiots, and they shouldn't be they shouldn't be um, they shouldn't be out there. Now, if the argument is that, that it's because they are being more violent or more um, they, they're causing more damage, then I get it. But today, it wasn't clear that they actually were. They marched through the streets, ended up at the Shrine of Remembrance. Uh, as far as I know, didn't cause any damage, but then the riot squad came in and had a standoff with them, asked them to leave. The police were great today. I was watching the whole thing, as I said. Uh, they gave them an out. They didn't take it. Um but then they started spraying them with rubber bullets. Now, that I can't help but think that that is a little bit hypocritical. The cause, to, for me, shouldn't have anything to do with the thing. It's 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 about the fact that... I mean, I, I don't agree that we should be protesting for anything. I also don't agree that we should be protesting for freedoms. But 
if the if these people disagree with the fact that we're being locked down, I mean that's fine for them to have that opinion. It, what else are they meant to do? I don't think that they should be out protesting. I think maybe get creative with it. But do you, do you feel like there's like a there's like a, a hypocrisy there? Well, it's interesting because I suppose you you could delve down and you could you could look you could you could try and see if there are borders or distinctions you can you can drive here. I think I think it, at, at, as a base level, if your belief is no one should be protesting because it's a pandemic, and there are, then then I don't then I think you can be consistent and say that neither of them should have happened. I think I think that's a valid opinion to have. I'm not sure where I stand on it. Um, the the next level down is okay well if if you are if there is a valid way if there is a valid cause that justifies a protest during a pandemic where can we draw a line between acceptable and unacceptable mm-hmm. one of them which is perhaps I, I could argue it both ways actually now that i say it aloud one could be the black lives matter thing was a solidarity movement for Australia, for the most part, in alignment with the actual stuff going on with America. There was definitely some associated local sentiment, particularly when it came to Indigenous people and dying in custody, the 400 plus, you know, uh, black Aboriginal um, deaths in the past 20 years, I think, which have just happened in custody and never been accounted for, that kind of stuff. There was a bit of that, that discussion, but for the most part, it seemed to be a solidarity thing and as such there i don't think was an explicit target locally for that um sentiment and certainly i don't think not a target for any aggression here right. so they were well, if, any, they, if anything if anything that interestingly the aggression was against cops i mean if you remember we were going through that whole thing last year was defund the police of course the cops, but, but the was cops. that that didn't manifest into actual violence against policemen here or police not, officers not here. here right i, I remember not that here. context over there as well that was that was all tied up in the black lives matter thing of course um but my my point being that that there was perhaps a smaller risk of conflict arising for from this protest if it was, right. as I say, a solidarity thing and you're just walking in accordance with, like in the same way that you might do a walk for Earth Day to show like, you sure. know, climate change is real and, and, you know, we want something done about it. But it's not really, it's not really picketing outside a politician's house or, you know, something like that, sure. right? So it's sort of nebulous. That might be a way to distinguish it from today where it's like we're actively angry and interfering with local things and local issues and causing you know disruptions and then actively getting into conflict with people here yeah now let me plant my own devil's advocate which is that one could argue if you're doing civil disruption if you are protesting something that you believe in then perhaps the more justified reason to do a protest in a pandemic is when it is about literal local real issues like we're being forced into our houses or you're trying to put stuff in our bodies Mm. and we're going to walk in solidarity for a mostly international cause here might be seen as less important so sure you know like i I can see it both ways i it's an interesting area and 
And that's only if you want to go so far as to allow the hypothetical of a protest that should be permissible in a pandemic. Yeah, uh, great point. And a couple of a couple of other details here that I think probably matter. One is that the types of people that are marching for Black Lives Matter are the types of people that are going to be compliant, for one thing, in terms of masks and social distancing. And on the other hand, these freedom fighters, quote-unquote, are... <laughs> uh, and were the types of people to stick together. They were literally saying on megaphones, stick together, <laughs> not social distancing, not masking, um, high fives, handshakes. There was a lot more alcohol Tongue involved kisses. in this. Tongue a lot kisses. A lot of shirtless construction workers just tongue kissing each other in the sun. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that? I, I mean, there's, there's videos on Brown Cardigan of tradies getting into alleyways and sharing bumps of coke with each other and stuff <laughs> like it was a party for these guys but i think the other thing is that these it it started it started off as a trade issue and it in the on the first day there was maybe 100 people outside of the um the un, the construction union's office you know kind of banging the doors down basically or everyone in high vis the second day most people in high vis the third day not as many people in high vis that could be either people want not wanting to be spotted or be called out as you know someone that is part of the movement because it's essentially a uniform at that point or and this is what a lot of people have speculated and to be honest it did kind of look like this at a certain point that it had been also infiltrated by hard right extremists um who had used uh, using the cause to kind of oh well this is this is this has got a lot of momentum we'll join in and there's a lot of you know f- freedom flags if the point of it was to you know not mandate jabs for construction workers which was the initial point it felt like the point got away from them or at least it got diluted and or then co-opted. became about something yeah. co-opted about something more, which was that, you know, fuck Dan Andrews for locking us down. Yeah. Oh, interesting. How yeah, it's, do you? It's a weird time. How do you feel about? Uh, you've said already that the police involvement. You 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 were fans of the police. How do you? Uh, as in, like you you thought they did a good job in terms they of did, yeah. of 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 the their handling of the situation. How do you feel about? the use of rubber bullets in this context. Like if, if you've given them an out and you've said you've got to move on, is that the kind of justifiable, you know, um, expansion of, of, of tensions? Like, it, what, what, yeah. It, so the, the, it was, it was conflicting for me. So I had, this is part of, you know, what led up to my almost anxiety attack today because I had ABC, live stream news 24 on the big screen and i was i was watching this twitch stream from the inside so someone who is you know protesting from the inside oh it was a protesters stream right yeah so i'm seeing it from two angles yeah and it was it was confused so the reason why i said the police did a good job is because i could see this guy going up to police and i could see the negotiations they were having there was a riot squad in front of, they'd all congregated on this shrine of remembrance, and there was a riot squad that had basically surrounded them. 
they weren't really doing anything. Maybe they were literally littering or something, but they weren't really doing anything. The option that they gave the leaders of the protest was that, okay, we're not going to arrest anyone if you get everyone to leave out this side. I guess the predicament therein is that you can't really have people standing on this, you know, it's a it's a shrine it's a shrine of it's a it's a war memorial that they had kind of co-opted for this kind of nationalistic they were using it as like you can't it was kind so of you, it was you, kind you, of cheap you believe this was a, a deliberate um imagery it choice. was yeah it was it was an imagery choice and it was also it was a pretty smart choice uh because of the fact that they know that you know if we get scenes on the media of police shooting rubber bullets at us or causing violence on this shrine, which is meant to be in you know, this sanctimonious place, that's going to look worse on the part of the cops. But don't you think that the, the flip side of that is that if in some way they're comparing the injustice to the wars, that that someone would look at it unfavorably and be like, mate, you weren't conscripted. You weren't in, you know, <laughs> concentration camps. It was just asking exactly. you to stay home for two weeks. Like, I, th- th- I think th- there was... is a there is still a risk there that they might be that that might be an unfavorable image as well. Sure, and I don't. And by the way, these protests were not led in any um, conscious way at all. They meandered. They have no clear leader. They have no real clear message. To be honest, they ended up there, and I think it wasn't it it wasn't so much that it was more. You know, this they, they there's a lot of like patriotism and nationalism going yep. on here, and yep. this is our freedoms, and this is what our this is what our forefathers fought for, you know, freedom. So I, I think it was a bit of a bit of that. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so the police were in a tough spot. Uh, they couldn't leave them there for 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 all night. I guess they were they they were they negotiated with them. There was a a group of these people that were wanting to, they were like, we've made our point here. Let's go and let's come back tomorrow. And there was a group of, there was another group of within this bigger group who didn't want that. They didn't want to do that. They they came there for a fight and that's what they got. I don't know. I, I think the police did a good job because they, they gave them an out. They didn't, they didn't take it. This was a standoff that went on for six hours, by the way. Yeah, it was right. a long time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was just... Did a, they try, a, like, tear gas or anything like that? Yeah, I think there was tear gas. But these guys are lighting flares. Um, oh, there was right. tear gas. I think they were, like... I can't remember what they called them. Like, beanbag, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the soft kind of... Yeah. Like, they shoot sort of, like, soft pads at people right yeah i can't remember yeah. who knows i don't know you we probably don't want to talk about this forever because it's probably not interesting to you no i mean new zealand friends no no of course i i um i i think it is interesting and i think that it it touches on a lot of the issues that we've been um you know following along with over the past year or two um yeah and you know for the record <laughs> as an opener and talking about bags, it was an attempt to kind of lift the mood for comedic purposes. And I hope you no, don't I think I was, it. I was disregarding your, uh, your I date because I knew that. it was 
I knew it was up there. Um, I, I have a sort of tangential question, which is one that came out from over here as well, mm-hmm. because yep. Auckland has been in level four lockdown for six weeks now, five, five, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's six weeks because it was longer than last year's level four lockdown. Um, right. And there's still... And sorry, level four is... is the most what? intense. It is everything is shut. No Uber Eats. Ex- everything is shut except supermarkets and medical. And you can go and get vaccinated. And and there right. is no Uber Eats. There's no takeaways. There's no um, gyms. There's no anything. Right? Um, mm-hmm. So the, uh, they've been in that for longer than last time because Delta was just very tenacious and even though there's still some community cases that they're catching each day they tend to be from family connections like someone gets it takes it home then all of that family gets it so it's not like wildly wildly out of control but there's still a few and even so they have now dropped down to level three which is uber eats and takeaways and and you know social distancing still but but a few places can get back and up you know spin up again um, mm. one of the, and, and we here in the South Island and everywhere outside of the Auckland area have been at level two, which is gyms are open, go and sit in a cafe, have, you know, have a restaurant meal if you want. Um, one of the complexities of this thing is the question of you as an individual citizen's duty when it comes to standing in compliance with these kind of recommendations. Um, and I have a friend whose friend um, went back to work in um, Auckland today, uh, the first day that was level three, and gets, gets into the office and people aren't wearing masks inside and they're not staying two metres away from each other. And they were just thinking like, oh, this is exactly the worst possible way to be doing this like if no if the moment you drop down one level and everyone arbitrarily goes back to work even though you you don't really need to and then when you get there you're not using masks and you're not staying distant like this is how it fucking spirals out of control and they were very uncomfortable like what what is my duty here do i go and tell my bosses this isn't good enough i don't feel safe you're not enforcing the legal requirements here do you call the police do you get someone you know to call the police on your workplace like how how would you approach this kind of thing as an individual responsibility yeah do you have any uh, um um sense of what ha- have you ever have you had an opportunity or have you witnessed a a breach of of a, a recommendation and how have you responded and what would it take for you to actually escalate it to a to an authority i wouldn't Look, this is just a personality trait, but I wouldn't. I w- I'm not the type of person that would ring up and dob someone in. Yeah. But I'm not saying that that's not the right thing to do. I think it probably is the right thing to do in in this in this case. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I I just I just wouldn't I I wouldn't I'm not I'm not the type of person that would do that but I am the type of person that would silently judge someone <laughs> um, and that that's true even outside of pandemics well you know it's funny um so I'm fully vaxxed as of last week and I 
immediately had this genuine sense of like elitism. <laughs> I had this elitist <laughs> like view. I went to the shops straight after and I had it in my head. I was like, look at all these fucking losers. <laughs> Not even this guy's masks, you know, a little bit down. Like it for me, I'm I'm fine. Like I'm safe. Yeah. But like for you guys, like you poor, poor little plebs. Yeah. As of today, are you fully vaxxed now? Yeah, I was about to say, as of today, it is now two weeks since my second jab, so I think I'm officially as fully vaxxed as I'm going to get. Wow, it's a it's a good feeling, right? Like it it was a quite like almost emotional for me. Uh, to be honest, I didn't quite get to that level, and I think that just speaks to the fact that for New Zealand, we've been in such a bubble. We literally have mm-hmm. have not had to confront this sort of onslaught of endless lockdowns and 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 bullshit for so long but i can totally understand yeah. how you getting to a point where there's like 500 cases a day or whatever still rolling out in in victoria and you get to a point where it's like hey i think i'm okay i've been vaxxed i think i'm good like that that yeah. is a significant statif- statistical safety net for you the chance of you being seriously ill has drastically dropped that has to be psychologically comforting. It's no surprise if you felt a little bit emotional. Yeah, it was. It, I was. I didn't really respect the virus up until a couple of months ago, and by that I mean I didn't really think about it getting to me. I didn't even. I thought about you know it spreading amongst the community, but I did. I didn't actually feel. Vulnerable. I had it in my head. I didn't think I was vulnerable. You know, I'm relatively healthy. Um, I I didn't think that I thought that even if I got it I I'd, I'd shrug it off, but now hearing that especially here I don't know what it is over there that that Delta is affecting more younger people and more people are ending up in ICU and also look I don't know I do think that we have overblown this in our in our heads the fact that you know the fact that most people who get this do recover. You know our boy Joe Rogan. He's uh, he's 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 back, baby. You know, <laughs> if Joe Rogan's back, I can I can I can yeah. get back. If a fucking billionaire with access to really obscure medical technologies can beat this, anyone can. <laughs> if he can get um, that fetus juice and some good old uh, ivermectin at the snap of his fingers, then yeah, anyone can make this work. He and he and Trump both had like a similar. Recovery, totally. like they just yeah. threw the, the, the kitchen sink at it. Yeah. Both, both weren't vaccinated. Yeah. Both. Wait. Both. Joe Rogan like, wasn't vaccinated. No man. <laughs> well, now he doesn't need to be. That's so. so that's well. It's why the was he not vac- vaccinated? It's the, because he knew that he could just whip out the ivermectin, dude, and <laughs> it worked. It tell me it didn't work. It didn't work. It was the it was the the monoclonal antibodies. I reckon that seems like the good, the most reliable, rich person way of treating things. Yeah, and, um, the, and, I, and so, sunlight. So, I, I, look, you know, you know where I stand on the Joe Rogan. the The fact that he proclaims to be so like up with all the science and so like he brings on all of these like phd people and all this like far-reaching scientific fields the you know anti-aging stuff he'll take anything to sort of sleep you know maximize his sleep efficiency and minimize his you know genetic 
mutations and aging and anything. But if you're in that kind of mindset and then don't take the scientifically backed vaccine, I just, I don't know. I find that such so a strange and unjustifiable. It's, it's easily explainable. So he is, he is, he's, he's so open. He's so open to everything everyone said that he, I don't think that he actually, he speaks to so many people on so many different, so many different sides on either side of the spectrum Yeah, that he is not getting any, um, he's not getting any true information from one source. He's getting, he prides himself on, which I think is respectable to a certain degree on getting people from, you know, the left and the right scientists from the left and the right. And on both sides of the COVID, you know, ivermectin or medical debate gets them on talking to them. And then he gets convinced over, over the course of three hours. And then, you know, he's taken, he's good friends with Brett Weinstein. I'm not sure if you know who he is, Um, but he's been one of the main guys, uh, proponents of ivermectin, which we all know is, is crap. I, I disagree. I have disagreed with the, the media treatment of calling it horse paste and stuff, which I, you know, it's, it's a medical, it's a medical um, yeah. drug. I mean, they're, they're, I know what you're saying because if someone like Joe Rogan takes ivermectin, he's taking the human one, right? That said, people that are not Joe Rogan who don't understand are and have sure. been taking horse paste. Like there's sure. truth on both sides there, right? Which is that, sure. you know, there were runs and calls to the vets for this drug because they were getting it wherever they could without understanding, you know. Yes. Both the, both sides can be true. Exactly. You can do a beat up of someone and call it horse pace if they didn't, but people have been taking the horse pace. <laughs> exactly. And and here is where I kind of come around to what I assume is your gripe with Rogan is that he's, I, I, I always think, you know, I see him as um, his podcast as, you know, it's just you're at a party and you walk into a room and there's two kind of two kind of idiots having an interesting conversation and you think, oh, I'm going to stop in and just listen to this conversation. And you don't necessarily agree because they don't really have any, you know, clout on the issue, but uh, you like the conversation. So that's how I see Joe Rogan. The fact is, though, that he does have millions and millions of yeah. People listening to to his thing, so that kind of argument goes out the window because you have to take some responsibility over the fact that people are listening to what you're saying, even though he will say, "Don't listen to me, I'm, I'm an doctor. idiot." Yeah. Now, does that mean that everything you have to say is true? No, but it does mean that you should probably a little be a little bit more careful with his with your words. Yeah. Then you've got, so Sam Harris. Sam Harris has been an absolute killer on this thing. I know you don't listen to her anymore, but he's he's just absolutely killing it with the, with his podcast. And he actually wrote to Joe Rogan um, saying that he needs to get reputable scientists on there, blah, 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 which I think is going to happen. Um, but I kind of forgot. Sam Harris advocating for vaccine. Oh, yeah, he- heavily and, yeah. and saying that. Uh, Brett Weinstein is is just has just gone so far off the deep end. He was they were part of this um this uh, what was it the four the internet intellectual dark web. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that old chestnut. Uh yeah. But so, um so the, the uh would you say that Joe Rogan is 
naive? Would you say he's easily persuadable? Would you say he's uh, calculatedly open-minded? Like, where do you position his... Like, what's his actual back... The, 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 the ethos behind how he approaches it? Do you think that he's deliberately being centrist and letting everyone on? Do, or do you think that he's, like, sincerely... Oh, this person seems smart. What are they talking about? Oh, that's really cool. I'm into that. And then take someone else on and be like, Oh, this person's smart. Oh, that seems really interesting. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's a great question. I think he is, he's not particularly smart himself, but he has a certain smartness to him, which is an open-mindedness and a, a, a a strict. I um, think he knows the things he doesn't know, right? Like he doesn't pretend to yeah. be an expert on stuff. And that that's, that's quite, yeah. that's, a, that's an uncommon trait. And he also, he also vehemently wants to, to not be um, swayed left or right and be part of a team. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is something that I, I, I share with him, but I think what he lacks is any knowledge on things which you know i don't i Do don't you either think but he's lost the ability to tell what is reputable as a source i think that's possible as a result of having having he he's basically he's kind of smokescreened himself by not aligning himself to any particular one or any particular party but by having so many people on with so many different opinions yeah. That he, I mean, if you're locked in a conversation with an expert, even if they're wrong on, let's say, ivermectin, you can get yeah. experts on ivermectin, medical experts who, who are talking to you for three hours. It's going to be pretty hard for you not to get convinced by a few things. Yeah. So I think he's kind of just in this confusing world that he's built for himself. Yeah. And one that's self-reinforcing because he has a multi-million dollar you know, financial deal behind it all with a three times a week output that needs to be met or it is sure. three times a week or whatever, you know, right? Like the, this this ongoing production timeline which needs to be fed as well. It's like, well, fuck, okay, who are we going to get? Like, let's keep looking. Yeah. What's what's out there? Yeah, I, I, but, you know, I do think that he's got, he's, he's definitely got people around him like Sam Harris um, that are willing to call him call him out on certain things and my my guess with that he'd be like oh please come on my show and let's let's talk about it yeah. and then he's probably going to go the other way and he, he might even admit that i you know maybe it was stupid of me to take ivermectin i mean it's going to be hard at this point for him to say that because whatever he did worked and that just so happened to include ivermectin yeah yeah oh he's a fascinating character but i think that there'll be give it you know another 10 years, there'll be a very interesting biopic on him. I, I, he's a, he's a strange, because there's the whole like Alex Jones side of it as well. Like this crazy sort of friendship with a guy who was, but the interesting is that the thing about his friendship with Alex Jones and not to go deep on Joe Rogan here, but he's, he is, he does have a friendship with Alex Jones, but he also did a podcast with Alex Jones that went for five hours yeah. where everything that he's, where Alex Jones said, they stopped and he went fact check that. Yeah. And he fact checked every single thing. He didn't let it get, let get him away with everything. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I am, I'm of this, I'm, the, the more that society gets divided between left and right, the more I really am priding myself on centrism. And that's where I, that's why I kind of, that's where I do have some admiration for Joe Rogan. And that's where I, that's why I'm kind of, you know, idolizing, you know, Sam Harris and, and guys and Bill, Bill Maher, these guys that are, uh, are not, picking a team and, a, and a criticizing the left and as much as the right. I think that's really important right now because it's just tribalism at this point. And I think there is, I don't think it's equal, there's equal blame to be shared on both the left and the right. I think the right, especially in America, have guns and the left, they have, you know, political correctness. It's not the same thing, but there are, there is criticism to be laid on both sides. But I do think there is... There is, I do admire the, the centrism of it all. And these are the guys that I'm kind of looking up to at, at the moment. Yeah, that's interesting. I find, I find centrism in some ways understandably admirable. Like I understand the logic of let's at least listen to the other people and try and engage rationally about the arguments uh and the you know let, let, let's let's have the old old school debate the bait club version of of you know political discussion where you present your case for what you believe the, the budget should be and the the moral backbone for it and the justifiable points for this and why we should allow guns or not allow guns or abortions or whatever your your hot button topic is and then I'll rebut and, and we do it. Like I admire that kind of rational centrism and, 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 and I suppose I just cynical enough to think that that's actually not, that's not where this conflict is actually coming from. And I'm not sure that it can get back there because I think so much of the opposition now is based on irrationality and a partisan, you know, or like a an allegiance to, uh, you know, a, a, a reality of your own making. You know, like the, if, the, if the conservative worldview is there's no such thing as COVID and, and, you know, we don't need to do anything about this and there's going to be 5G in your, um, your vaccinations, the the response to that, the logical argument of, well, no, there isn't, and here's all the ways that there isn't, and that's silly, and you uh, you should do it. That doesn't... You can't meet someone on that level, right? So a centrist positioning... Yeah, there's not of, equal fights. Yeah. Equal arguments. And and just by giving... Sometimes there are things that, you know, you that that, that don't have equal weight. They, yeah. Just, just because it is an argument doesn't mean it's a fair just to have the argument is a fair thing to do. Yeah. Uh, like I, I could, I could say, well, if you jump off this building, gravity will pull you to the ground and you'll die. And someone else will say, no, it won't. And you can have that fight as much as you want, but it doesn't make <laughs> both of them equally justified. Right. Sure. So that, that while I, I understand the, at the inclination towards a centrism where there is two rational, well thought out, justified, but opposing beliefs about a topic. I I think that's a historical 
um, reality that was the case in certain forms of, you know, our politics and culture and, and history and everything like that. But I don't know that that's realistic in the world that we're now living in. I don't think that sometimes centrism can achieve anything if you're arguing like, well, I'm going to jump off this building and I'll be fine versus, um, yeah, you, you'll die. You know, like that, that the, the kind of, when you're coming at it from such different um, ideological baselines where one is interested in rationality and one is not, I don't think centrism gets you anywhere. I think it's closer. I think it just becomes a form of the problematic sort of journalistic both sidesism where you're treating an argument which is not really valid with some sort of respect it hasn't earned. I, I see what you mean. But for me, centrism is is just making up your mind uh, on every single issue um without taking your team the part without without towing the party line in any particular way it's deciding okay abortion what do i think about this um you know covid what do i think about well, this then i would i wouldn't define that as centrism because i think centrism and you know i'm not i'm 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 not as fully versed on it as you might well be but my my internal definition of that is taking the two ideological endpoints of a dispute and deciding that the best outcome is halfway in between um, versus right. a sort of ideological openness where it's like I'm willing to listen to the arguments and make a rational choice of my own right? based on the evidence. I, I, I think centrism could be described as like every person should own 100 guns. Well, I believe no one should own any guns. All right, the correct answer 50 is fifty guns. guns for everyone. You know, like that's what I think of as centrism. Okay. Well, Whereas that, that's not how I think about it. Sure. Yeah. I I I was just I wanted to sure to delve into that to clear up what you're what you're no no dude I I'm at. loving this discussion by the way as well and thanks for um yeah thanks for having I don't know why I'm thanking you for having this conversation <laughs> with me. I, I thought you were going to say thanks for like having me. That. I'm like I'm on your podcast, buddy. <laughs> um I just wanted to add one more thing of course. before my order of a, another glass of wine gets here which I ordered from it. Uh, Emma, yeah. 10 minutes ago hasn't oh, been here. Oh gosh. Is is that um is that I am also ideologically I would say that I lean left and I think when we met we, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm liberally minded, you know, I, whatever that means these days. But I think, I think the left has gone, has pushed further left and the right further right. That to now to to call myself a lefty, which I still think I am. I think to people on the left who have moved for the left, just in terms of perspective, now it looks, because I've kind of remained where I am, I look like I'm, you know, on the right. Or I don't think I look like I'm on the right, but like I'm in, yeah, not in the center. Beanie. And like, well, I think with, well, <laughs> Emma, Emma actually knitted me this beanie. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. Um, uh, With like the Jordan Peterson thing, when I was getting into that, you know, people very quick to say, oh, you've, you're you now a right winger. But yeah. I don't think I am. I think I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a lefty. I would. I wouldn't like to label myself that now because I don't like where the left has gone. Sure. But I'm certainly not a fucking righty. 
Yeah. Righty doesn't Righty? work. You can say lefty, but you can say right, maybe a righto. Neocon? <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where are you? Just, I don't want to go down this track very far, but where are you at sure. with the old George Peets? Where, are you you're still listening? You're still in? You're, you're on his pods? I'm not. I'm not. I don't listen to him. Um, I don't know what he's put out. I did. I did ha- read his last book. I listened to his last audio book, uh, which was Twelve More <laughs> Rules for Life or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But hey, um, when I, you got a hit, you know, stick with what you know. Well, exactly. Um, I look. I don't think anything that he says in that book anyone would really disagree with. Um, he's gotten swept up in this transphobia pronouns kind of thing, or that's what at least what gave him his start and. You know, you sent me a thing the other day. I don't really, I don't really have an opinion on that. I do think he is getting a little bit swept up in the, maybe it's the type of people who are inviting him on. He's getting the Stephen Crowders, you know, the Dave Rubens. I, I'm not really following him that closely. I do know that with Jordan Peterson, what appealed to me was a, um, was a just a, a sense that you need to take responsibility for your own actions and that you, in an age where and yes, easy to say as a straight white male in this world, I will grant that. But like in an age where I think um, it is, there's been more value placed on being the victim, I do think that that is true, um, be it for the right reasons or no. I think the message that he's putting out of be responsible, pull, pull your socks up, be responsible for your own actions, play, life is hard, play your, play the hand that life deals you. I think that was an important message for me to hear at the time. And I think it, uh, I, it still resonates with me. And I think it, it actually improved my life quite significantly. So I, I like him for that. Do I like everything that he says? No, I don't agree with everything he says, but I appreciate, I think he has, does have some good messages and I think he has been misunderstood and misrepresented quite a lot. Cool. Mm. Sure. I just wanted to check in. Oh, this has been fun chat. This I like. I, this has this been good, good, man. This, is, this has been like a proper podcast. Yeah. Um, shall get we get a drink and then reconvene in a mo? Make yourself some margaritas or something. No, sorry, I just had to clean up. I had left a mess after making dinner and then are you are you a messy housemate no i i asked kc to clean it up and he hadn't cleaned it up and so all the food was sitting out and i just put it in the fridge and, how are yeah. you guys going with that whole um you know cleaning up or like are there any irritations that are creeping we're in pretty now? good we're pretty good um we didn't have any fights during lockdown or anything like that so that was all good um cool. I, they, I think there are some things that I uh, would do faster than he would do them. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those things where like he's happy to leave a, a dish out overnight or something like that. And mm, I'm the person no. who's like, I just wash it and I'll put it away and then it's done. So with you. So, so with you on that. With that kind of stuff, it's like he said, oh, I'll clean up. And then it had been like an hour and a half and I came out and the chicken's just sitting out on the bench, like room temperature. And I was like, uh, okay, well, no, that's going to go in that. the fridge. So yeah. I'll just throw that in and then I'll put the dishwasher on and I'll just get it going because that's yeah. just where my brain goes. No, I'm with you. Well, if he, if I was to ask him 
what what is probably the most annoying thing about living with you what would he say <laughs> uh probably uh either general neediness or uh the like the ocd cleaning side of it whereas like, i just can't let things sit for too long did you say neediness yeah just like just like uh attention yeah just in terms of like sometimes like getting home from work or whatever like that or he's, he's just kind of got home from the gym like i'll be excited to get like a hi hey how are you doing and he's like oh yeah and I, like i have to wait for him to like go have a shower and then like <laughs> sort of get into home mode before he's willing to like talk about how your day was and that kind of thing and i'm just sitting there being like just say hello to me <laughs> just, <laughs> just that surprises me a little bit well it's just because i've been at home a lot of the time just all day by myself because this is my home office so it's like a puppy being left home <laughs> and the owner comes in and it's just like sitting at the door being like someone else is here yeah yeah okay <laughs> i was just gonna i was just thinking uh yeah your, your arms are looking your arms are looking thick my man <laughs> you were just thinking as i flexed in front of the camera yeah. for you Dude, you were you were noticeably you were noticeably musclier. Well, thank you. It's nice to know that something's going right in my life. Yeah, man. Good on you. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know what to add to that, but I'm glad. I'm I, I'm glad that it's visible. I appreciate your support. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your arms sometime. I I think yeah. I think we're just a couple of. Um, couple of cool dudes um rocking rocking the muscles yeah man well i've i've had i I took a month of drinking as you know which has ended yeah cheers today um and i oh well yeah i mean no um I, i was taking four four weeks off and to be fair i had like there was like two or three times where i had a glass of wine or two i wasn't too like strict with it but I stuck to it more or less, and I've been, I've been, I'm doing this Strava, hundred k's in September. So oh. I'm trying to run a hundred kilometers in September. Jeez, which I'm on, I'm on track for at the moment. So I've, I'm just wow. Like How many k's have that. you run? I've run seventy five as of Holy today. Holy shit! Yeah. How how um, how often are you running, and how many k's are you running? Basically every day. Um, accounting for a couple of days here and there when i'm not gonna where i just haven't gotten around to it yeah um but, but what, what's that uh, like pretty much three to five k's a day five k's minimum five k's minimum yeah so you're you're ahead yeah. you'd you'd get you'd smash the 100 if you did five k's a day yeah i was looking like i'll i'll smash it um but yeah I, i've dropped i've dropped like three kilos it's shit been insane yeah so in the month which is only slightly over overlapped with september the non-drinking or half overlapped yep um you stopped drinking for a month and you also did two to three weeks of running every day and you've dropped three kilos yeah yeah and i'm also i'm also um diligently tracking what i eat and like i've got i'm 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 work. I'm very strictly eating under a a, a calorie goal. Yeah. So yeah, it's well just well been done. a combination of all those things. That's a big. That's uh, a big commitment. 
It, it wasn't. It feels. It feels good. It feels. It's like it's been good. It's good to have something to do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also in a lockdown context as well to get to go outside for like a a nice thirty, forty minutes of like brain meditation, open, you know, change of scenery space kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's been. It's been so. It's been so good for that. For that thing and also like i think i feel like before i was like kind of running aimlessly and that i got into strava with a couple of my friends and just seeing your map and seeing all the statistics i love statistics on myself i it's like my a good running map. thing i like a good running map i love a running map i've been weighing myself every day on my smart scales i've been tracking my sleep i just want all the data on myself it's yeah. just like it's just like porn to me yeah it's gamification I'm, I'm, of 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 a goal right it's like you've that's what you've you run need, three days though. in a row congrats here's your award you've run five days in a row that's wow like ding 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 just yeah. triggers that little endorphin hit yeah no it's been it's been great and um last last lockdown i was just like fuck it fuck everything booze every night eating yeah. whatever i want yeah. this Lockdown, I took a very different approach. I was like, I'm not going to let it get the better of me. Yeah, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm not going to not going to drink. You know what? I think it's a real thing. The last two pods that we've done, uh, and even including this one, the last three, that I have not been drinking. I think my drinking. What's occurred? I've had many realizations, having not, you know, have been been off the booze actively of the last month and one of them is that i think i actually genuinely think clearer and can form more cohesive sentences <laughs> when i'm not drinking which is a very worrying thing to realize but i think my brain is actually operating at be- at a better capacity now than it has been pounding a bottle of wine every night like yeah it's re- i mean it's a really bottle's not- quite a <laughs> quite a lot Dude, I, I, yeah, it, it, it was, it was a lot, but I wasn't really thinking like, you know, you wake up maybe a little bit groggy, a little hungover, but then you kind of get through it. Yeah. And I think, I think taking With a the little bit of a step back, yeah, it's like, I think I have a little bit more clarity, which is, you know, a lesson. Yeah. No, it's like I said, um, in the midst of it, like the number of things that you've like taken on board in this, in this period of being like, okay, I'm going to stop the drinking for a while. I'm going to actively monitor my uh, diet and enter it in the app. I'm going to watch my weight. I'm going to go for runs and I'm going to set a target where I'm going to run a hundred Ks in a month. You know, like that's pretty intense. Like all of this combined stuff is, is no small feat. Like any of those by themselves would be like a very reasonable, like a uh, personal goal to set yourself for a, a period and to do them all simultaneously is, is really impressive. Well, Dude, I uh, I have an addictive personality. That's yeah. just that's just what I do have, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think if you can channel addictive behavior into, and it's not necessarily addictive behavior, but if you can make games out of things, if you can form habits, I guess it's like maybe you could call it habitual behavior. Yeah. If you could, if you can posit- turn that into positive behavior, then it can actually be a a real know, benefit, a bit of a weapon. Yeah, a real benefit. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this sort of thing, then I have great news for you. Um, you are a good person 
and you've made the right choice to enjoy it. Um, there's plenty more in the episode feed if you want to go back in time, pick out something random. I promise you it'll be interesting, if only because of how badly our opinions have aged. Uh, there is plenty of... Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of... Uh, content in the feed, but you can head to deepfort.podbean.com if you want more. Facebook.com, Twitter for new episode alerts. You can head to our Instagram for photos and little bonus clips. SoundCloud, you can send in a question or a comment to deepfort.gmail.com and we will read it eventually. Um, Thank you for your support and we wish you a very happy September 22nd. Gosh, I think there's no better way to cap off a day of uh, disorder and disharmony than with a game that brings the world together. Are you talking about Billy Bull? I'm talking about Billy B. So if you haven't heard how Bitly Ball works before, it is pretty straightforward. It is a competitive game between Michael and I. Um, we will play for three rounds and try and score the most points. Now, the way you score points is by guessing a URL on the website Bitly. That's bit.ly. Bitly is a link shortening website. And it allows you to create custom URLs. Uh, so if you wanted to link to, for instance, the new video clip for Radiohead's song, If You Say The Word, you might choose to paste that very long YouTube link and then create a custom uh, URL at bit.ly with the end tag slash if you say the word. Um, that would have a length of 15 characters. And if when we then visited bit.ly slash if you say the word, that page loaded, then you would score 15 points. So the longer the uh, URL that you guess, if it is successful, the more points that you get. However, if you get it wrong and nothing loads, if no one has ever used bit.ly to create an ending with that exact phrase, then you lose that number of points. So it is a risk and reward game, a high stakes game of guessing. If you, Very high stakes. If you load to a new page and... The page itself is broken, but you have redirected away from bit.ly. You get no points, but you also lose no points. So uh, you're aiming for a completely loading page, a video that works, a um, understandable website. That'll get you the points. If you go somewhere else, but it's broken or it used to work, but it doesn't anymore, that's zilp. Zilp is the way that I say zip and nil. <laughs> and <laughs> if you don't even leave bit.ly, then you lose those points. Of course, there is one vital exception, um, the porn rule. If you end up somewhere with pornography, that is double points. But I think the way we should introduce it going forward is it has to be unintentional pornography. I don't think you should be okay. able to just set a phrase which is um, explicitly explicitly porn-oriented. What do you say? I like it. I like it. I like it. I like that this game is evolving with every time we play. Yeah. Um, and I think that's. I think that's a. It's a fair rule. Yeah.
Otherwise, I feel like we're just going to be ending up sending porn back to it, back and forth to each other. It'll become a numbers game, and I want to which keep, we which we which can we already do, do off off podcasts. So I just I yeah. feel like it would become redundant. Um, hey, I bro, hope you're all on board. I hope clip? you understand. <laughs> yeah. um, Michael, yeah. why don't you um, why don't you kick us off? Okay, okay. Um, all right, this is one that I actually thought of yesterday oh if you can believe it i can't believe it this is unbelievable is that allowed i think that's allowed as long as you haven't checked it no definitely not okay my bitly bull entry for the first round is pretty fly for a white guy all right wow pretty fly for a white guy is a 21 okay you ready to go I'm ready to go. I'm assuming this is bro. spelled the exact same way that it sounds. No, no trick letters. No, no characters. Yep. Alrighty, three, two, one, boom! Oh, oh, YouTube, baby! Oh. I love that YouTube, and it's straight, going straight for straight for the offspring. the offspring. You get straight to the video. I love it. That was a strong first throw. Wow. Wow. And what a retro throw. I am pretty fly for a white guy. So. Yeah. All okay. right. Doing pretty well. That's a strong that's a strong first entry. I gotta go I gotta go big here in order to, to keep up. And I think I might take inspiration sure. from your lead and also from my random suggestion earlier. I think I'm gonna go bit.ly slash subterranean homesick alien. Okay, this is risky. This is risky. I love this it. is this is a this is a, a you know not a famous song, but it's this got, is one of my favorite. A, this is one of my favorite Radiohead songs. I've got to say it's got a lot of characters, and, which uh, is what I'm really. Shout, shout, I got to do a quick shout out here to Casper because this is his favorite Radiohead song. Oh, um, that's handy. he's always playing. He's always asking to play it at the wrong times, but yeah. <laughs> now, subterranean spelt is subterranean spelt S U B T E double R. A-N-E-A-N? Yep, correct. And that is a 25. Now, this I think is... This is a bit of a risk. This is... This is a risk. This is an obscure place to start. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think... Because you can... can, This is only going to be in a Radiohead person. This is is only going to go there. I can't think of any other reason it would be done, but would someone have used Bitly for this purpose? I don't know. I'm ready to find out. Do you want me to count us in? Please. One, two, three, five. Oh, Nick, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. That's a four o. Is that a four o four? That's a four o four. That's a that's oh. a. No one has ever used Bitly for this purpose, which seems, frankly, to be a crime. Um, Something's wrong here. Okay, that's wrong. really. That's really left me in a bad position. That's minus That's 25. Terrible. I kind of want to give you some points, actually. <laughs> oh, like, fuck off. <laughs> but I know that I can't. I know that I can't. <laughs> okay. Okay, Michael. Strong, strong, strong position. Dude. Strong position. Now, I need, now my, my tactics here have changed at this yeah. point. Because as we know, this is a game of strategy. Yeah. Uh, as well as creativity, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so... 
I had I had a couple of options here, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to go with something solid. Uh huh. I'm going to go with Lady Macbeth. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Lady Macbeth. Bit of bit of literature. Bit of literature. Pretty Lady goes. Macbeth. I'm going to guess you're spelling it the correct way. M A C B E F. M A C. M A C like mac and cheese. Yeah, mac and Beth. So that's a that's a that's a that's a twelve. That's a that's a ladies twelve. Um, that's all I need. I which need twelve. You you you're just you're trying to hold on to your position here, Lady Macbeth. You ready? I'm ready, Freddie. Three, two, one, fire. Oh, four oh four, but. A 404 on mentalfloss.com. I think I said .com, and I want to just clarify that I, I meant .com. <laughs> on mentalfloss.com. I have been called out before for accidentally saying .com, and I don't want that to repeat. Um, so the website's defunct, but do I get any points? You gain no lose points, any but points. you don't lose any points. That's a okay. safe 404. You, you got zero. Okay. You sat exactly where you are. That's good okay, for me. I'll take it. That's good for me, because it it's means that I've, I've still got a chance to get back into the game here. All right, makes cool. things interesting. What's your strategy here, Nick? I need to. I I can't. I can't play it safe. I can't play it safe. I've got to swing big. I've got to have. I've got to. I've got to get at least back into the positives, which means I need at least twenty-five to mm-hmm. even have us have a chance of catching up. Tongue is wedged between his teeth okay. on the side of his mouth. I feel like this is safe, but uh, it might not be long enough. I'm going to go for okay, my second buddy. throw. Bit.ly slash the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's safe. It's not going to get me over the line, but I don't know. I've got to I've got to get up there. Now, are you spelling Joe Rogan, I-V-E-R-M-I-C-T-I-N? <laughs> yes, correct. This is a uh, this is a 22. 22, that's not bad. All right, three, five, nine. What? Oh, oh fuck. You're out. I'm out. You're out, buddy. Oh, fuck. Why? How? That's, that's, that's a bitly fail. That's another bitly fail. That's so unlike. Correction. You're a bitly fail, dude. Okay. I never took things to a personal level when you were suffering last time, and I would expect a little bit more gentlemanly behavior from you at this point. So, are you 20? How many? Are you down? I'm I'm minus 47. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to make things interesting. I'm going to swing big here, dude. Yeah. You can to do whatever even give f- you a <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's not going to help. Even if you picked a thirty, I still need to do a thirty-five plus to get ahead of you and succeed. Okay. Bit Maybe I'm not going to swing that big. Oh come on! You got nothing to lose. Oh, you want me to- okay. Okay. B-I-T dot L-Y slash 
Oprah is a racist. <laughs> Oprah is a racist. O P R A H is a racist. Right. Wow. Uh, that's a fourteen. It's 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 more of a it's, um, not even it's more of an ideological swing than it <laughs> than it is a real risk. But look, I I respect the game. I'm excited to find out, and I am. I think just. Slight, I think she is. By the way, I, I think, think that that is. okay. Let's not to Mexicans. Let's not throw this. Ha- let's not throw this in at the end. I got a strong feeling that this is actually more likely to have a link than than we think. Are you ready? Three, two, one. It might link to Joe Rogan experience. I know. (laughs) Three, two, one. Nah. 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 Uh, Look, I respect the hustle. Um, Down 14. That's still positive seven. So I need to, um, I need to gain 54. I need to gain 55 to win. And I think, I think that might make things somewhat secure for you. All right. I'm going to help you out with this one. No. I'm Googling the longest movie title in the world. Oh, you know what you could do? I don't want your charity. I want to I want to try and win this pure. <laughs> okay. So what do you need? I need 48. No, I need 50. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need 55, I think. Okay. Yeah. You do want to be open to suggestions? Okay. Yeah, throw it my way. You could do... The full title of the Borat film, which is Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Great Benefit, Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. (laughs) So here's where I was going to go. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. That's 35. That's a gentleman's 35. I could get there on my own, see if I got there. But what do I think is more likely? Borat? I think you could go both. It would be... Try both. Okay. I'll give you a mulligan. If you, if Lord of the Rings, oh wait, if Borat doesn't work, I'll give you a mulligan. Okay, and you let's can do that you way. can leave with a little bit of dignity. Yeah. By the way, if you if you win, we split the winnings. Oh, okay, yeah. Borat: Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan is seventy one. <laughs> That's a seventy one. <laughs> if yeah. this if this comes through, I, this will be definitely the longest bitly ever. Um, successfully, uh, I'm thrown. not even gonna. I'm not even gonna type this one. Yeah, I think you're fine. Just... Here we go. Three, two, one. Nah, <laughs> nah. That's a that's a swing and a miss. All right, but, but try your Lord of the Rings. Here's bullshit. my gent- here's my gentleman's um, gracious defeat. The Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. By the way, has there ever been any more boring movies than Lord of the Rings? Okay, you're going to anger a lot of the populace. This is it, Michael. This is the only way I walk out of this with my head held high. To be honest, it still feels like a bit of a long shot. Um, yeah. This is a 35. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. <laughs> nah. Nothing. 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 No. I um, I fell quite hard with that one. You did, and and I helped you as well. And you helped me. So which that's is, it, that's which makes me look even better, and you even worse. Yeah, obviously. That's but. a that's a minus eighty two. So that's that's a pretty oh. 
That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Are we doing? Are we doing cumulative games? Oh, I don't or... know. I can't remember the the numbers we got no, previously. We're no, we're not. Everywhere, every game's a fresh game. Every game's a fresh game. Um, look, so, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm disappointed. Uh, we all. Yeah. We all try our best, and you got to respect that. But you know, clearly, some things we can do differently um, next time. Clearly, something to take to the locker room and think about. Um, yeah. Congrats to our opponents. Played a good game. Played a fair fight. Um, you know, he was he he was he poured his heart and soul into it, and um, you know, sometimes you just you don't walk away with the win. It wasn't. It wasn't. Thank you. It wasn't so much about uh, heart and soul. It was more about. It was more about the smarts. For me, I think it was more of a intellectual winning. It wasn't. I it wasn't. I wasn't playing from my heart. I was playing from my head. And I think that's probably what got me over the line. I hope you get crushed by an earthquake. Oh my god, goodness gracious! Do you? Because there's aftershocks, dude. There's aftershocks. 